Chapter Thirteen of the Coast of Bohemia by William Dean Howells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Cornelia found herself in the last of a long line of sections or stalls which flanked a narrow corridor dividing the girl students from the young men who were often indeed hardly more than boys there was a table stretching from this corridor to a window looking down on the roofs of some carpenter shops and stables on the board before her lay the elementary shape of a hand in plaster which she was trying to draw at her side that odd-looking girl who had stared so at her on the stairs the day before was working at a block foot and not getting it very well she had in fact given it up for the present and was watching cornelia's work and watching her face and talking to her what is your name she broke off to ask in the midst of a monologue upon the social customs and characteristics of the synthesis cornelia always frowned and drew her breath in long sibilations when she was trying hard to get a thing right she now turned a knotted forehead on her companion but stopped her hissing to ask what then she came to herself and said oh saunders i don't mean your last name said the other i mean your first name cornelia said the owner of it as briefly as before i should have thought it would have been gladys the other suggested cornelia looked up in astonishment and some resentment why in the world should my name be gladys she demanded i don't know the other explained but the first moment i saw you in the office i said to myself of course her name is gladys mine is charmian is it said cornelia not so much with preoccupation perhaps as with indifference she thought it rather a nice name but she did not know what she had to do with it yes the other said as if she had somehow expected to be doubted my last name's maybough cornelia kept on at her work without remark and miss maybough pursued as if it were a branch of autobiography i'm going to have lunch aren't you cornelia sighed dreamily as she drew back for an effect of her drawing which she held up on the table before her is it time do you suppose they would be letting me talk so to you if it weren't the monitor would have been down on me long ago cornelia had noticed a girl who seemed to be in authority and who sat where she could oversee and overhear all that went on is she one of the students she asked miss maybough nodded elected every month she's awful you can't do anything with her when she's on duty but she's a little dear when she isn't you'll like her miss maybough leaned toward her and joined cornelia in a study of her drawing how splendidly you're getting it it's very chic oh anybody can see that you've got genius her admiration made no visible impression upon cornelia and for a moment she looked a little disappointed then she took a basket from under the table and drew from it a bottle of some yellowish liquid an orange and a bit of sponge cake are you going to have yours here she asked as cornelia opened a paper with a modest sandwich in it which she had made at breakfast and fetched from her boarding-house oh i'm so glad you haven't brought anything to drink with you i felt almost sure you hadn't and now you've got to share mine she took a cup from her basket and in spite of cornelia's protest that she never drank anything but water at dinner she poured it full of tea for her i'll drink it out of the bottle she said i like to some of the girls bring chocolate but i think there's nothing like cold tea for the brain chocolate's so clogging so's milk but sometimes i bring that it's glorious drinking it out of the can she tilted the bottle to her lips and half drained it at a draught i always feel that i'm working with inspiration after i've had my cold tea 
of course they won't let you stay here long she added why cornelia fluttered back in alarm when they see your work they'll see that you're fit for still life at least oh said cornelia vexed at having been scared for nothing i guess they won't be in any great hurry about it how magnificent said miss maybough of course with that calm of yours you can wait as if you had eternity before you do you know that you are terribly calm cornelia turned and gave her a long stare miss maybough broke her bit of cake in two and offered her half and cornelia took it mechanically but ate her sandwich i feel as if i had eternity behind me i've been in the preparatory so long on the common footing this drop to the solid ground gave cornelia asked her how long well it's the beginning of my second year now if they don't let me go to round hands pretty soon i shall have to see if i can't get the form by modelling that's the best way i suppose it's my imagination it carries me away so and i don't see the thing as it is before me that's what they say but with the clay i'll have to don't you know well you know some of the french painters model their whole picture in clay and paint it before they touch the canvas anyway i shall try it here a while longer and then if i can't get to the round in any other way i'll take to the clay if sculpture concentrates you more perhaps i may stick to it altogether art is one anyhow and the great thing is to live it don't you think so i don't know said cornelia i'm not sure i know what you mean you will said miss maybough after you've been here a while and get used to the atmosphere i don't believe i really knew what life meant before i came to the synthesis when you get to realizing the standards of the synthesis then you begin to breathe freely for the first time i expect to pass the rest of my days here i shouldn't care if i stayed till i was thirty how old are you i'm going on twenty said cornelia why oh nothing you can't begin too young though some people think you oughtn't to come before you're eighteen i look upon my days before i came here as simply wasted don't you want to go out and sit on the stairs a while i don't believe i do said cornelia taking up her drawing again as if she were going on with it horrors miss maybough put her hand out over the sketch you don't mean that you're going to carry it any farther why it isn't finished yet cornelia began of course it isn't and it never ought to be i hope you're not going to turn out a niggler please don't i couldn't bear to have you nobody will respect you if you finish don't if you won't come out with me and get a breath of fresh air do start a new drawing i want them to see this in the rough it's so bold miss maybough had left her own drawing in the rough but it could not be called bold though if she had seen the block hand with a faltering eye she seemed to have had a fearless vision of many other things and she had covered her paper with a fantastic medley of grotesque shapes out of that imagination which she had given cornelia to know was so fatally mischievous to her in its uninvited activities don't look at them she pleaded when cornelia involuntarily glanced at her study my only hope is to hate them i almost pray to be delivered from them let's talk of something else she turned the sheet over do you mind my having said that about your drawing no said cornelia provoked to laughter by the solemnity of the demand why should i oh i don't know do you think you shall like me i mean do you care if i liked you very very much i don't suppose i could stop it if i did could i asked cornelia the sphinx seemed to find heart to smile of course i'm ridiculous but i do hope we're going to be friends tell me about yourself or have some more tea end of chapter thirteen Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.